Hello and welcome back again to Randomisters. We are continuing our voyage of discovery, our voyage of discovery through the A to Z of ranting, and we have reached the shores of our. I am Ben, your favourite jacket potato. With me, as always, is my co-host with the most host. uh, He's playing with his bulb again already, but it is. It's rah rah cheesy beans, likes his red ball, red and green. He is a bloke called James, you know. Hi, James. Hello. I've been working on that all day. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> That's not just an off the cuff. You've rehearsed that and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Hairbrush yeah. in the mirror. At work. Rah <laughs> <laughs> rah cheesy beans, had that song on in my head all day. <laughs> why have why have you had Rasputin in your head all day? Is it because we're doing R? Uh, the, the fact that we're doing R is a happy accident. Uh, it is on the, the the remix of it that came out last year. Is on one of my playlists, and I had it on shuffle when it came on. I was like, and I thought I could fit cheesy beans to Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. That it's the same work. number of syllables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, well done. I was going to say, if I've actually got that right, that's a miracle. There's one thing I've never understood in English at school was syllables. I'd always count like 15 and there's like three. Silly bubbles. Yeah, silly bubbles. Mm, it's goddamn silly bubbles. How are you, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I am tired. Very, very tired. I've had a busy couple of weeks, but um, no, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am all right. I'm all right. I I, I bought a hat. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the news. Anyone who knows who's listened to us when either on here or when we've appeared on the Morning Fit Show know that I'm cranially endowed. I, but, I've, I've seen I've seen the inside of the hat that says that. <laughs> yes, yeah, I put it on Twitter. It's, I think it is still my header picture on Twitter actually. The said uh, stitching that says cranially endowed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this one doesn't. Yeah, so I have a hat and. It got delivered today, and my <laughs> I've told Beans this already, but my my mum was at home and it got delivered because she picks. I started up from school on a Tuesday, recording on a Tuesday, and she said to me, "Oh, good Ben, you need a hat like that because it covers up your bald spot." I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yes, you're right. No, she meant well, but you know, more delicate ways of putting it. So I have a hat on, but it is a, it is a baseball cap, and I'm currently wearing it backwards, and I don't, uh, you know. Because I'm going to, I said this to James as well that if I wear it forwards, it's a bit too small, and it does make me look a bit like a fat Elmer Fudd. <laughs> it it looks like you shouldn't be allowed near schools. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to wear it backwards. <laughs> I'm going to wear it backwards and pretend I'm some hip and trendy skater. Although I must remember if it gets sunny, I need to so that I need to make sure I put sun cream on that bit there. So it was quite warm over the weekend and I've got sunburn here, which obviously the audio listeners can't see, but I've basically right pulled, in your my hairline, pulled my hairline all the way back. Um <clears throat> and it it really hurts. Yeah, um, scalp burn. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think I feel? If you've got plumage. Barely. My <laughs> more plumage than I am. 
I went to the barbers a couple of years ago and they were sort of, I was talking to them about what I wanted to do into my hair. And they were like, okay, so we're going to do what, take what you said. And we're going to do this instead. So I was like, okay, so you just completely disregarded everything I've said. Cool. He said, well, the reason for that is because you've got lots of hair that we can work with back here, in the back of my head. And then he put, put his hands forward and went, and maybe a little bit less here. <laughs> I was like, wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to my world, my yeah. friend. Yeah. I took my son to have his hair cut the other day and I walked into the, this barber's. And I said, oh, so who's this appointment for? And I sort of looked at him and went, are you taking the piss? <laughs> I've got like a grade one all over. It ain't for me, son. <laughs> yeah, but you might you might be bald and just need a a whip off. A whip off of what? The grade one. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> um, you might be there for your chest hair. You don't know. Oh, I've got a full on topiary going on on, on my chest. Mm carved and it's, it's neatly pruned into the shape of a peach a couple of lanterns for nipples so we are here we are on r now uh <clears throat> we are r r r r r r r um yes r so we have our lists of rants that we are setting up we have bit late to the party on asking for people's feedbacks we have one i believe <laughs> uh but the first r i need to speak about is not something i'm going to really rant about because of what it is it's a rant that not enough people do it and that it's something that you and i have both sort of done this week it is random acts of kindness um not enough people do random acts of kindness and this week, I took it upon myself to help a friend out. Fitch was in a bit of bother, really down on his luck. And I thought the right thing to do would be a bit of kindness, bring a bit of happiness. We've raised some money for him. And he's got his laptop back up and working. And he's he's happier. He's good. And you very kindly chipped in. I put some money in. Morty did. I'm gonna, I've got a list of people here that I'd like to... Thank you. We're involved in it as well. It's not an Oscar speech, I promise. But it's all from our circle. So it's yeah, you, me, Mort, Cy Powell, Mill, Chris, Bang Bang Andy, Dan Griffin, Chris Bellis, Matt Butler, and James Allen, aka Yamarite, on Twitter, and Mags. We all gather around him because that's the sort of people we are. You know, it didn't matter. I put it out to lots of people. I said, if you can donate, great. I'm not forcing anyone. People can't afford it. It's, it's the times we are. I thought it was the right thing to do. Um, I know that if I was in that position and Fitch was in my studio, he'd do the same. And it made, just made me a bit sad that there aren't enough people that do those sort of things. I wanted to say thank you for everyone for donating to, to for, for Fitch. Si, a time of recording, Sai and Mags did a little shout out on Chain Wrestling last night as well. And, um, yeah, it's just nice to know that in a toxic world of social media, there are some nice people about who are okay for being kind. Hmm. Yeah, or being, phased, being phased out of everyday society, I feel. It's a shame. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the only thing I would say, sort of, like holding the door, I don't actually do that for anyone else. I, I, I do it because that's I was raised to be polite. And it's just hmm. the polite thing to do. Like, it's yeah. you just... Don't. And woman, old, young, don't matter. 
I'll hold the door open. Nope. Yep. I've, held, I've held the door open an inappropriate amount of time because, and there's someone's like rushing towards me. I'm like, eh, slow down, it's fine. You'll get yeah, it when chew, you get it. Chill your beans, pedestrian. Yeah. Right. Have a saunter. Have a thimble. <clears throat> well, yeah, and especially when it's like, especially when it's a less mobile person, typically yeah. an older person, you're just like, no, don't, don't rush, don't, don't throw a hip out or anything. It's just. You'll, you'll get here when you get here and I'll still be here standing holding the door it's fine don't worry exactly. about it exactly that, they'll say sorry for, for that and you think you don't need to but, say sorry it inconvenience me and I, and I was like I'm always like no it's alright because it genuinely is like time is relative yeah <clears throat> indeed indeed yeah. but that was my little pedestal moment I just wanted to have a quick um, I was going to say flaunt I'm not going to flaunt my pedestal at you <laughs> I'm getting distracted by your shirt, James, because it's it's salmon pink, but but yeah. it's, an, it's clearly an old shirt though, because it's anemic salmon. It's it's overcooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not green, green and envious salmon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's salmon pink. It's not not salmon green or anything like that. Which is don't eat don't eat green salmon. It's um. Your bells will not thank you for it. That's on a par with don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> but but you could eat. You could eat blue steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just kind of wafted in the direction of a grill. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, okay. I don't know where we were really going with this, but um, R. I found R quite difficult. I've said about this the last few episodes. I I didn't find R very easy at all. I got as far as my picks and stopped. <laughs> cool. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, only go then, as you said, Billy, Billy, big confident balls. <laughs> well, I've actually got three. Um, oh, a couple I'm of options. To... Wonder what he's going to go for. So I'm going to throw this one out there, just as a as a quick one um, of raspberries. Um, I don't particularly like the flavour. Um, I really don't like the texture. It's like eating suede. Have you ever eaten suede? Not licked it. I've just, got the band, I've just got the band in my head now, you know, don't you? Oh, so my brain keeps saying, say Swede, because that to me is how it's spelt. It's not, it's it's not even spelt that way. Right. Are we <laughs> are we referring to Swede the fabric or yes. are we referring to Swede the vegetable? I need this clarified now. Swede the fabric. And not Swede the indie band from the 90s. No, no. Swede, not Swede. That's the title. R is for suede, not Swede. <laughs> How am I suede on suede versus Swede? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like them. I like, I like raspberries. Yeah. I like, I like them when they're tart. I should stipulate now as well, we are referring to the fruit and not the cottony rhyming slang, which James wasn't aware of before we started this recording. No, I was I was interested to learn that it's um ripples. ripples. Nipple. Nipple. <clears throat> I don't really have much more to say on them, really. Um just don't like them, don't like the texture, don't like, don't really like the flavour. Um I like raspberry flavoured artificially right there. <laughs> Artificially no, I'm not saying that word today, am I? Fake, fake, fake raspberry, fake flavored raspberry. I like blue raspberry. I was gonna say you said about blue raspberry the mm. few episodes ago, didn't you? Mm. I like blue you like raspberry. The, you like the flavor of raspberry, don't like? 
I like the fair labour of fake raspberries. Okay. Like I like strawberry flavoured milkshake. I'm not that fussed about eating strawberries. You fruitist. I am. Especially red ones. I don't like to, I don't like tomatoes. Is that but fruit I like or a vegetable. It's a fruit. But I like um I like tomato ketchup. And I like tomato tin tomatoes and when you put them into sauces. A sauce, not a condiment. Don't. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Butter. Right. Okay. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. You you play the bear with the butter. Right. All I'm gonna say is, if anyone listened to Morty and Fitch last week, they sparked the big condiment debate, and I we well we were both quite heavily involved in this. And I feel I like just, we might have caused it, but well, no, you no, definitely caused it. Well, inadvertently, but inadvertently, it wasn't anything we, to do with bloody condiments. No, but you still caused it. You were patient heard zero. Me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never heard me quite so cross. I'm not a cross person, but I was cross on that. <laughs> yeah, you did get quite annoyed. You did get yeah. quite annoyed. I think I referred to more as a condiment in the end, didn't I? I think you did. You definitely refer to at least one of them as a condiment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it all started with me having a fried egg sandwich. It wasn't just a fried egg sandwich, though, was it, good sir? No, it was a cheese and fried egg and corned beef sandwich. But that doesn't matter. That's, that's, he didn't well, hear all that. That matters quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I will say, it was beautiful. But <laughs> and it said, when you pop the, the egg yolk, if you've got a runny egg... The egg yolk becomes a condiment, and I took exception to that. And I said, it's not a condiment, it's a byproduct of the egg. Now, yes, we are going here tonight, James. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if it's R, we're talking condiments. I understood where he was coming from. Does not mean he was right, but I understood where he was coming from. Um, and then he decided to throw out butter as a condiment and yeah we 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 all just went no no good sir uh, <laughs> i mean i understood the concept of a table condiment yeah i love a good condiment i so, i always practice safe eating and i'm very keen on using condiments <laughs> good lubrication mm. um so the thing the thing that it made me think about and I thought about this for like the two days we were talking about eggs and then like the seven weeks, what felt like we were talking about this condiment argument. Years. Is I kept going to looking at things in my fridge and in my cupboard and going, well, that's a condiment, but it's called <laughs> tartar sauce. So is it a sauce or a condiment? <laughs> and I ended up I ended up giving myself a bit of a mental shake being like, get yourself together now, beans. Come on. <laughs> like, so baked beans. Mm. Does the sauce then become a condiment? No, no, because it's a sauce that your beans sit in. You might add cheese to it. Does that make cheese the condiment? No, it doesn't. You make cheesy yeah. beans. Yeah, exactly. Carbonara pasta sauce. Is that a, is that a condiment because it's added to the pasta? No, it's a sauce that you make separately. If is it the is 
tomato ketchup a sauce? Yes, it is. Is brown sauce a sauce? Yes, it is. That is also a condiment. Two, I think can, we need... Yeah, they can also be condiments. So I, I have made um, barbecue sauce from scratch using tomato sauce, ketchup. Sorry, Mort. I disagree with you on that one point. I call it tomato sauce. I call it brown sauce. I call it ketchup. I call it daddy's. Whatever. Like It's just words come out and I know what I mean. I call um, mine Graham. <laughs> I don't. That's a lie. <laughs> but I have used ketchup of a very famous 57 brand. Uh <laughs> Other brands are available as the base. Yeah, like, like sauce. sauce Shop. Sauce Shop is amazing for its tomato sauce. Sauceshop.co. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> but I've also used Passata. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> One big question I have for more, more so more than Fitch. When but I'm not doing, for me on this podcast. Well, you can answer it as well if you want, but more so for more because of the chef card being pulled last week. Yeah. I use American mustard as a binder on barbecue. So when I when I do okay. prep, prep a rack of ribs, get my seasoning. Unheard off, yeah. Yeah, and I use mustard, American mustard. It has to be American mustard because actually all the flavour goes when you cook it um, as a binder. Now that is neither a sauce nor a condiment at that point in time, but you look at American mustard and it'll be under the condiment aisle. Yeah. Or in the condiment aisle. Don't we might be under it, I don't know. So you are using it for a separate purpose to what it was first intended for. Yes. Now if you are purposefully getting an egg yolk and cooking it so it's not snotty anymore, and purposefully breaking it over something as a sauce, it becomes a condiment. I understand this. So it all comes down to what are you using this liquid for <laughs> I'm, I'm stifling laughter at the moment because all I have in my head is I bought this cucumber and I could use it in a salad, I could use it in pims or I could use it as a dildo that's all I've got <laughs> in my head when I put it in my nunny, does that become a condiment? <laughs> does it cease becoming a vegetable? <laughs> sorry Okay, all right. No more right. condiments. So my next choice, because <laughs> the raspberry one you, was meant to be a quick one. <laughs> if you say, 15 it's, minutes if you later. say it's if you say it's red sauce, we are done. <laughs> <laughs> R- raspberry jam. No, it's not. Um, um on, raspberry jam. No, strawberry jam all the way. Well, uh, well I mean, black currant or, or pineapple is the winner in my house at the moment. I've never had pineapple jam. We've done it again. We've already gone on a tangent. I love jam. I love jam. Roundabouts. Roundabouts are annoying. Mm. Roundabouts are annoying um, because a lot of people don't know how to use them. Mm. Mm. Like people get to a roundabout and panic. Yeah. And it's really annoying. And then you've got that one, which is up north somewhere, which is a roundabout surrounded by seven mini roundabouts. Yeah. 
Spaghetti, well, spaghetti, not spaghetti junction. That's that's spaghetti junction. That's a junction that looks like spaghetti from the air. <laughs> oh, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> fair play. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with roundabouts. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the link. I thought I was whistling the magic roundabout thing, but whatever. No, no, no. I, I, I picked it up, and I, I, I just like the show roundabout as well. Yeah, they're annoying, and I don't know why. They, well, I do know why they exist to make my life harder. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I so I failed my driving test twice yeah, uh, <laughs> for the same thing on each each failure, which was observation at roundabouts, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so much so that after the second one that Christmas. My sister bought me uh, a desk calendar of the, all the roundabouts of Milton Keynes. <laughs> to, to practice and visualise. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, third test I passed, didn't go near a roundabout. <laughs> and how many cars have you written off on roundabouts? One. <laughs> I was hoping the answer was going to be zero, but alas, here we are. No, I wrote I wrote a, a, yeah, I wrote a car up on a roundabout from a standing position. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was my mum's old Ford KA, and uh, yeah, at the, at the, I was coming to the roundabout. I slipped the clutch and went into the back of a Peugeot people carrier. Whoops. That thing was dead. <laughs> <laughs> that crumpled like a bit of paper. That KA had a gaping maw. <laughs> it was meant to say car, but you hit it so hard, knocked the R off the end. There's a cack because that's what happened to my pants. Yeah, no, I, I had someone drive into the back of me not that long ago, um, queuing to get onto a roundabout. Yeah, and um, it was only a young guy, and I got out, I looked at my car, and I was like, "No, nah, there's nothing on it." It's his car. And there was thankfully nothing on it. Um, and, but this guy was shook up. He, as I say, he was only young, eighteen, maybe nineteen. And I just looked at him and I went, do you want to just leave this one? And he was like, yes, please. <laughs> it's my dad's uh, car. Yeah, and I was just like, well, it was a company car. Oh, right. <laughs> and I went, tell you what, mate, go straight over this. Ra- I don't care where you're going from here. Go straight over this roundabout. There's a petrol station. Go in there, get an energy drink of some description and just chill out for 20 minutes. Like, you are shaking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Wife of beans. That's right. Um, and and yeah, he was like, okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, like, yeah, and I was just like, no, oh, I remember when I was that young and had my first accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my first accident was the one when I wrote the car off. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd had a I'd had a couple before I actually wrote one off. None of which were my fault. Yeah, yeah, mine was. <laughs> mine, mine was. Uh, mine was. My first one was a uh, a lorry. Um, basically, went to go and sit in a keep clear box, and there was already like a car right up to the edge on the left hand side of the keep clear box. So I and the traffic lights were red, so I went to go, um, and he didn't stop. He just plowed into the side of me. Nice. Yeah, knocked me wheel arch off. When wheel I was... arch trim. 
I mean, when I was a kid, we were um, my my mum and dad picked me up. I think I was just like a I was still at school, so I think it was like a school show or play or something like that. And driving home, hang on, there we go. Oh, that's a growler. Um, oh, Jesus, wept. Um, uh, yeah, so we were driving home, and the way you drive it, I, I did by the sea, and you could drive along the seafront. Mm-hmm. And at that time of night, quite a lot of fishermen were sort of set up in their bands and stuff. And uh, we were driving on the seafront, and this band just pulled straight into us. Literally, coming along there, and it went bang, like that. And I remember the bloke saying to my, my mum, who was driving, she went, oh, sorry, I didn't see you. I mean, yeah, it was dark. But the problem was, the car we were in was a bright yellow Ford Sierra Estate. <laughs> so even at that, even at night, you'd fucking see it. Yeah, it, it glowed in the dark. <laughs> mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, roundabouts, yeah. Oh, like I say, I failed my test twice to do roundabouts. I don't like people who can't understand lanes at roundabouts either. That's the thing. is that No one knows how to use them. They get there, it goes from one lane to two lanes, and they shit their pants. Well, yeah, we've got quite a few near here that are, that are four lanes. Mm. Um, and... People can't grasp it. People will be in lane, well, I would call it lane one, which mm-hmm. is actually the turn left at the first junction lane, but they'll yeah. end up coming straight across into lane three as if they're going right, and then come back again, go off at the second exit. And you think, well, what's wrong with you? The thing that annoys me the most is when you've got a two lane roundabout and you've got um, someone who just goes on the left hand lane and goes straight across, but they barely turn. And it's like, I'm just going to go nowhere, am I? Okay, yeah. cool. Like, I'll just stay here and watch. <clears throat> yeah, but you end up sat on a roundabout going, oh, well, I, I had nowhere to go. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, they're frustrating. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I will I will take over at this point then with my first, and I'm going to go with rope bridges. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid in my Svelte days, uh, with this, the primary school I went to, it was it was a, it was a Church of England primary school. I mean, I'm not we're not talking about religion, obviously, in this uh, podcast, but I'm not I'm not religious. I'm, I'm yeah, whatever. But I went with it, and they did various religious festival days, and there was one day that the whole sort of school in schoolhouses went out for various activities. I don't know what the day was called. Don't matter, don't matter. But one of the, we, where I lived, there was a big country park and there was these rope bridges over the river. And I think I was probably about six, maybe seven. And I went over the rope bridge and it, it broke and I fell in the river. So I was pretty traumatised. Stop laughing. Um, it wasn't any, and I wasn't big at that point. He's really laughing. It's a traumatic experience and you've got this image now of me bobbing along. <laughs> Yes, yes. The way James just, just give me a visual description of me looking like a, a boy, a, paraple- a paraplegic magikarp, just a boy bouncing in the waves. I was. Yeah. You're thinking boy is in the other sort of boy. Yeah, a buoyancy. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but that I I hated bridges, all bridges in general, because. Where I lived um, at the time, whenever we went over the Dartford Bridge to 
I would, if I was just, say we were coming home from holiday, we got to the Dartford Bridge, I would wake up on the bridge because I knew we were going, oh, hey, bridges. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as you would have heard a couple of weekends ago, I quite like bridges. Um, <laughs> got very, very excited. I, I had to go up to up to Hull. Um, you like a bridge, don't you? You like a bridge. You like, you, like, you like a battlement. You like a crenellation. I do. I do. And I got very, very excited that I got I got to go over the Humber Bridge. Um, I was even willing to pay the toll. And so, yeah, I am. Um, and then it got in pennies. <laughs> in doobies. Yeah. Um, but no, it got even more exciting after that. Cause I had to come off the Humber Bridge. I turned left and I sort of kept turning left and I ended up going underneath the Humber Bridge as well. Oh, it was, a, it was an excitement filled day. Um, <laughs> and on the way back, you know how to that, live, mate. I do. I do. Um, I was like three energy drinks in at that point. <laughs> I thought I was the sea. Um, <laughs> um, but on the way back, I got to go over the Humber Bridge again. Uh, I then got diverted off of my normal route that my sat nav was taking me. Um, I ended up somewhere on the A57, I think, and there's a little toll bridge there as well. So I got to go over that. That was 50p to go over that toll. Then I decided to spice things up a little bit more, and I went over the Dartford, the Dartford Bridge, the QE2 Bridge. Oh, wow. So it was a bridge-filled day that day. Was it a bridge over troubled water? No, no, I was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> you were calm. You were calm and tepid. No, I was. I was not calm. I was. I was buzzing. Um, buzzing, buzzing off his tipsy. What the voice notes was getting? I'm fucking to a bridge. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty much that by that point in time. I could see a bridge. I'm going over a bridge. <gasps> I'm going under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it was this day has taken an exciting turn. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like a week before that, at my daughter's nursery, they'd been designing bridges and they had a bunch of them out um, for their parents and older siblings to pick the best one and have a vote on it. And they were going to then build that bridge. Oh, I got very excited. (laughs) I voted for a truss bridge. Right. Before we start talking about truss or cantilever or suspension or any other sorts of bridges, rope bridges are not good. I don't like them. No, I will say I don't like rope bridges because I'm not particularly stable on them. No, they're a, they're a treacherous path. Yes, or lack thereof. Mm. Treacherous, treacherous string over troubled waters. <laughs> right, that's your intro for next week, sorted. <laughs> The fact you callously laughed at the thought of a six, seven-year-old Jackie Potato bobbing along in the water, traumatised after falling into a river off a bridge. So, I'll be honest, it had nothing to do with the fact that it was you. If I witnessed anyone doing that, I would probably, it would probably elicit some sort of titter from me. Would it now? <laughs> it would. Would it now? I think if we if if we were to do it with the age we are now, it would go more into a full blown belly guffaw. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. The sort you can't breathe, you're laughing so hard. <laughs> yes. 
it should be noted I have been guffawing this evening. Mm. <laughs> well, as you as you added an extra one with your raspberries, um, I'm going to talk in reverse parking as well. Reverse parking annoys me because you can't. Why is it? I can do it, but why is it I can only do it when no one else is in the car? I can do it when the kids are in the car. Yeah. If, if my wife is in the car, I pull. I just yeah, pull that's in. it. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Even if I, 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 I could go cocked and be, yeah, I'd be fine. I'll reverse park it here, and I won't do it. And it'll take me nine attempts. Oh, yeah. And it'll never work. Why is it? Is it just wives don't allow you to reverse park? Yeah, I think so. I think they, that's their superpower. <laughs> Yeah. I've just realised I'm going to have to cut all this out. Why? Because it's not reverse parking I'm thinking of. For fuck's sake. It's parallel parking I'm thinking of. You know. (laughs) You tit. I'm sorry, I'm not down with the lingo. You can leave it in as reverse parking. Reverse parking is also something that people can't do when someone's watching them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I... Okay. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Doesn't but I told you art was difficult for me. Lord Tittington. You're Lord Tittington. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Baron von Mamory. <laughs> <laughs> the Earl of Gland. Viscount loves Bud. <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> Should we move on to more of the week? I think, for the love of God, let's move on to more of the week. Duke labia. <laughs> I was. I had. I had a glued my labia. What did you glue it to? <laughs> the Duke. A, mo- a moving car. on a tv ever like for, <laughs> for like uh, have you had an accident at work have you accidentally glued your labia to a moving car <laughs> well, call us now <laughs> where are you i'm currently turning left onto the 217 <laughs> yeah i can see the humber bridge <laughs> i think we're going under it <laughs> my lips are sealed You tell us where you are. No, my lips are sealed. <laughs> oh, a crowbar to get me off of this Volvo. <laughs> get your Volvo off the Volvo. <laughs> oh dear. Just no, no. After last week with Thanos and Postman Pat, I've now got an erotic version of Fireman Sam in my head trying to price someone off of a Volvo with the jaws of life. 
Uh, oh God, I got a giggle. <sighs> Where's your morning of the week, Beans? My morning of the week this week is Roy Keane. Yeah, you said about Roy Keane before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I really don't like that man. I just, he's just, he's just fucking miserable, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's he's ex United. He ended Alfinger Harlan's career because he's a prick. Like, Harlan was a dick to him. But, yeah. Like, do you want to talk about overreacting? Mm. <laughs> Not ideal, really, is it? Not ideal, no. Uh, Harland is always the famous one. And yeah. what, watching it, it's it's nasty. Like, if you did that to someone in the street, you'd get arrested. Oh, easy. I mean, <laughs> why you would do it to someone in the street in full Man United kit, it's a, <laughs> it's a bit weird. That needs to be questioned first. Yeah, you'd probably get off with uh, an insanity plea at that point in time. I find him very, very biased. So if it's any of the any of the supposed rivals of Man United, if he's commentating on a game that has Man United in it, he's just very biased, and it's quite clearly he still supports Man United, even though he had that falling out with Fergie. Um, whereas I think I've mentioned it before, Gary Neville is actually a very very good pundit. He's um, he's always quite fair, I think. As as, as a, and this is me speaking as a Liverpool fan. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, the difference between the two, like Roy Keane is just miserable, and like there's enough misery in the world already. You don't want one sat in a box at the edge of a stadium saying how crap everyone is. Hmm. Graeme Souness is a bit like that as well. I, yeah, as, as as a Liverpool fan, Graeme Souness should retire from punditry. He's miserable. Nothing's yeah. good enough. Um, Mika Richards, epitome of happiness. Yeah. Like he he loves life. Thierry Henry brings so much knowledge to to his punditry, and they have a laugh. Jamie Carragher, bit of a knob, um, but like again. Like he bounces well off certain people. Him and Gary Neville work very well because they kind of keep the Liverpool Man United rivalry going. Um but yeah, like I just every time I see Roy Keane on the on the it's he's always with ITV as well, isn't he? I hate ITV. Yeah, I think so. I hate ITV with um with when watching football because there's just so many breaks. So it's a fifteen minute um half time. Analyse the game. Do some punnetry. Don't have eight minutes of adverts. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Roy Keane can get in the bin. I don't watch ITV football. Radio 5 Live, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, go old school. <laughs> exactly. Nothing wrong with 5 Live. Oh, no, I've been yeah, you have the game, or you, you can have the game on the TV and the commentary at your phone. <laughs> Well, I've done that several times uh, for the commentator issue alone. Um, I've been listening to an awful lot of Five Live recently with the uh, with the Ashes being on. Yeah, same. It's, uh, same, yeah. same, same. You want good pundits who can talk through nine hours of play that's been rained off. Cricket commentators. <laughs> yeah. Roger. Yeah. 
They talk no, absolute drivel, don't they? But they somehow keep it light-hearted and, and entertaining. And yeah, and then you get your people, <clears throat> obviously people who are very posh and very knowledgeable about cricket, like your, your Jonathan Agnew and people like that. Mm. But then coupled with someone like Phil Tufnell, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up Tufnell. <laughs> yeah, who like they'll make some comment and some inside joke, and Tufnell will go, "I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, mate." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, care to explain that one for the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I understand people's dislike of um, uh, Roy Keane. He also, I think, in my opinion, he was a very good captain, an absolutely average midfielder. I'm not disputing that. Yeah, as a Man United fan, I'm glad you haven't disputed that. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do? Okay, so Roy Keane is definitely cemented as a moron of the week. Um, my moron of the week uh, is not real. <gasps> I know, shocker. Uh, so my moron of the week is a character in a quite a successful TV program. Uh, and a character going by the name of Dr. Ross Geller. Now, I I... I do like Friends. It's like we said before, it's cringy at times now, but at the time it was on, it was that sort of humour. It was that sort of show. It suited its purpose at that space and time. Um, but you're looking back on it now. Some of them were dicks. I think they all were it's a, in one form or another. But yeah, Ross, big old thrower. Yeah, so I've made a list. <laughs> so he was quite, quite incredibly homophobic about his wife becoming a lesbian. In. Which the, the initial reaction, someone you've married and had a child on is pregnant with your child turning around telling you they're gay i can kind of understand beyond that it was it was yeah very 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 quickly became clear that that was not a shock reaction it was a these are my beliefs reaction yeah yeah not referring to susan as sort of carol's partner or and it was i don't know what i can't remember what they said but it was just weird wasn't it just lesbian life partner <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um the one that, looking back on it, really annoyed me, actually, was um, the fact he didn't want his son, who has an amazingly strong, powerful name. His son does. James. Brilliant name. <laughs> didn't want the son playing with Barbies. He chose to play with it. Specifically, he chose a Barbie, and he tried to bully him into playing with a G.I. Joe and a dinosaur, and he just let him play whatever he wants to play. I've never understood this. Like, you've got Barbie and Ken, mm. and then you've got like the Action Man, GI Joe range. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> you were going to put emphasis behind that specifically for me, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> You're playing make believe with people. Yeah. You can you can get camo Barbie, I'm sure now. Um, and like you know, 
Barbie's dream bunker or whatever. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Barbie's mis- missile silo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but like yeah, like. But what if he had a door? What if the, he had a door? I, mean, I know he does later on in the show, but say he had a daughter who wanted to play with G.I. Joe. Well, so there was a thing with the daughter, wasn't there? Having a male nanny. I'm getting to that. I know you are. <laughs> like, yeah. He would probably still want his daughter to play with dinosaurs because he was a paleontologist, archaeologist. He was one of the two. Something. Paleontologist, he was a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, his actions portray him as homophobic, sexist on the two examples you've used so far. I'm actually going to throw out there, he's quite narcissistic. Yeah. Um, And actually, it wasn't necessarily about what others were going through. It was about what he was going through and what he was feeling at that point in time. Mm -hmm. It was all about him, and he wanted everything to be about him. He wanted his son to follow in his footsteps. He wanted... Um, everyone to feel sorry because his marriage had broken down. He wanted sympathy because he was on a break. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's and it, I think I think a lot of that stems from the clear favoritism, as from the familial aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, Judy and Jack. Jack, thank you showed and heaped on them like you you actually watch that show back with with sort of a modern head on it the parenting is very very questionable they mm. like the the way they treat monica as a as a more rotund person um is we are we are now looking at this from a kind of a woke perspective i suppose which well, i don't really like a doing, mod a but, modern perspective like you just you just that's way of doing it yeah yeah you're just being mean to someone because they're fat yeah it's bullying that's not <clears throat> and that's not that's that's not woke that's just it's like holding a door open to someone it's just being kind and it's that old saying of if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all exactly exactly now i've got some more examples here i'm going to fly through these anyway so whenever he was with rachel he was constantly jealous of any other man never being around treating rachel with any sort of attention he's a teacher who slept with one of his students uh abuse of power yep how many things exactly. can i rattle off as we go through <laughs> uh he he lied about getting his marriage to rachel annulled oh yeah um yeah, we'll call that one controlling. And saying the wrong name at the wedding. He should never have married Emily. Yeah, that was all a bit weird, wasn't it? But that's I, was... I, I, I didn't. My wife does not like Helen Baxendale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really. And we, and we and we mentioned the male nanny thing as well, obviously. So. Yeah, played by Freddie Prince Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's now married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Has been for a long time. Yes, and um, also is very, very into Star Wars and wrestling. Mm. Yeah, he was a writer for WWE for a long time. He was a writer for WWE, and he voiced Kanan Jarrus in uh, Star Wars Rebels. I'll take a word on that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, overall, horrible human being. Mm. <laughs> um. And I'll, I'll be honest. Did you ever watch the um, the 
retelling of the trial of O.J. Simpson. No, but I know he was in it. Yes. So he played um, is it Robert Kardashian. Robert Kardashian, yeah. Yeah. And um, all I ever think of now, whenever I see David Schwimmer in anything, whether that be as Ross or or anything else, is just not juice. Which is he said that like seventeen times in in that series because they called it OJ Simpson Juice, and I can just hear that voice. He's going not Juice. That made uh, I'm sure that made Madagascar a very interesting watch for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't actually have that many lines in it in Madagascar, so it's kind of like, is that Ross? Is that Ross? Is that Ross? I thought you'd get have a moment, one of your beans moments then. It was like, he was in what? What? Where's, <laughs> no. where's the Wikipedia page? Who was, there were four of them, weren't there? Um, there was, um, David Schwimmer was a giraffe. Jada yep. Pinker Smith was the hippo. Um, Chris Rock was the zebra. And who was the other one? I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Don't make the IMDb this. No, because the way I say that person's name, you tell me it's wrong. So... I'm not going to say it. it. Has the same first name as me. Uh, right. Okay. That, they might be coming up next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just clocked. Yeah. That's why I have erased that from my memory. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that's just a few of the reasons why Ross Geller is a prick. A uh, yes. Yes. Shall we move on? I've lost my list now, yeah. Um, yeah, so my next one is Retro. And this is more just me kind of getting a bit old now. Yeah, because everything we like is now classed as retro. So the PS2 is now classified as a retro console. Yeah. Now, I would put the PS2 up there as possibly the greatest console ever made. Mm-hmm. No argument too. It was so versatile. It was just iconic. It was the first one that you could lay down or stand up. Um, and just the games, the the library of games that that console had. Um, it was backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just looking at it, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's quite old, but is it retro? Apparently the answer is yes. So that means the original Xbox is is retro. I think the 360 is classified as retro as well. So this this sort of concept comes up quite a lot in my line of work because uh, I sometimes deal with uh, classic cars. Mm. And quite a few uh, sort of places in and people that deal with classic cars have different definitions of when a car becomes a classic. Some Mm -hmm. people say 30 to 40 years. Some people say 20 to 25 years. But the thing with that is if there's someone who says a car that's 20 years old is considered a classic from this year, that means 2003. Yeah. So that means in three years time, my car, would be considered a classic. Yeah, and which is I assure you, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heap of junk, and I'll be surprised if it lasts another three years. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, and I think 
I think the, the difference in technology in the last 20 years compared to the previous 20 to that. Mm. So what, 2003 back to what, 1983, the leaps in technology in that 20 years compared to 2003 to now are so different. Like the level of inventions in mm. 83, 80s and 90s compared to the noughties and the tens. Um, you've got Discman's, you've got cassette, like Walkman's, mm-hmm. you've got uh, mini disc, you've got home game consoles, you've got home TVs, you've got home computers, all of these things. And like the, the phones, how many times were we told at school through the 90s and, and early noughties? that we would not have the luxury of walking around with a calculator in our pocket when we were oh, yeah. yeah, Yes, you're right. And <laughs> that we would need to memorise all these bits and pieces because we wouldn't have an, a dictionary or an encyclopedia at our fingertips. Who's laughing now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me, because I still we, can't spell. Although we don't actually need to press any buttons to talk to it, and it will tell you the answer. No, I was, I was putting my daughter to bed last night, and we do this thing every night now it's kind of become our little routine um of i get her out of the bath and i'm getting her dried and, and ready for bed and things and i sort of say do you want a song should we put a song on and she goes oh yeah and tells me whatever song she wants whether it's a sea shanty or viking war music gregorian um, chant yeah she's not, I've not quite got her into gregorian chanting just yet i'm working not on yet, it not, not yet <laughs> <laughs> but i sit there and whilst i'm doing whatever i need to do I just say, okay, home device I've got. I don't want to set it off right now. Um, play uh, the Wellerman by Nathan Evans on Spotify. And I'm b- busy doing something else. And all of a sudden, it will just start playing. Mm. And then we get into bed, and I'm about to read her a story. And I just say, okay, home speaker system, um, stop. And it will just stop playing. And then I'll say, okay, home speaker system, turn the light off after the story. And it goes off. Yeah. I, I don't even have to move. And even if I did, my light switch is actually now detachable. Of course it is. Of course it is. I've got smart switches. Uh, <laughs> so it's a little... You and, your, you and your pissing light bulbs. Yeah. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He's going to come bring me a light switch now. Here it is. This is the switchy switch. Well done. That is that is indeed a light switch. Yeah, but I've got programs on it, set on it. It's not just an on/off. It's not even an up and down. No, no. I press the bottom button and it goes. It cycles through different moods that I can set on my phone. Like, who I'm, gla- I'm, I'm, I'm glazing over because he's talking about the modes <laughs> on his pissing bulbs. <laughs> but, I bet you're a, I bet you're a nightmare when you put your lights on a Christmas tree because oh look smooth wave mm, that's very nice very oh, humble. No, no I uh, I like a, I like a gentle oh, flicker. I've heard that about you. <laughs> and so the first thing I do whenever I get a new set of lights is how many clicks is it? And so I turn my turn my tree on. It's right three clicks on that one, four clicks on that one. And that's just that then becomes what I do. 
You don't need to, don't need to mark Henry. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so retro, James. So yeah, and it's my my frustration with retro is to me retro is still um, things from the eighties. He-Man, yeah. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, Thundercats, uh, the Atari, the original Game Boy. <laughs> WrestleMania one, the original Game Boy. Yep, still got one though somewhere. I'm a Mega Drive. Yeah, Mega Drive, great console, fantastic console. Uh, that to me is retro. Um, a cable box is now retro. Sky TV is now probably borderline retro. Yeah, because you've got the streaming and everything. And that's my frustration with it is is actually who decides what is and isn't retro. Oh, I love, I hope there's a council of retro somewhere. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, yes. This has been out. Yeah. This has been out for seventeen years and fourteen days. The, the cor. <laughs> that's the noise they make when they find something new that's retro. Core. <laughs> Core. Blimey. Retro. Yeah. <laughs> Just a big stamp, retro, <laughs> and rejected. <laughs> Try again in too, five years. Too modern. <laughs> the abacus, too modern. Yeah. Question: Does anyone actually know how to work an abacus? Well, someone must do. Or. Do you just sit there, hold it by the side, and just turn it up and down? <laughs> well, like a spoky dokey on a bike. Yeah, all those pretty noises. Pretty, pretty <laughs> colourful balls, colourful balls. <laughs> Moving all around. You're shifting my balls, hands. <laughs> That's another Team uh, American reference after the music yeah. from last week. Yep. yep. Morica. Um, Morica. Um, but yeah, like... I I hate the fact that all of these things are now considered retro. Like vinyl was retro when we were growing up. Mm. And it's, it still is. But like CDs have now joined it. Mini discs. Yeah. DVDs. DVDs. Can't buy a DVD anymore. You can for about 10p in CEX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all second hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um weird a weird even like even now you and i both have them on but wired headphones yeah wired headphones are now considered retro as opposed to contactless ones contact i was going on to say about it (laughs) yeah so we know someone who refers to his wireless headphones as contactless and I love the fact. I hope he's upgraded to his contactless headphones from his chip and pin headphones. <laughs> we won't, we're not going to name him. You know who you are. It's hilarious. I love the fact that he was called out in three different ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> contactless headphones absolutely slayed me earlier. Mm. But yeah. I don't like retro because 
what I think of as retro is not retro. <laughs> no. No, no, I'm with you on that. It it seems or I will make some reference to a TV show to someone I work with and they look at me like, what? Mm. Well, even if it's a Friends, right? Like from the first series of Friends or something like that and I'll make a reference to what? And I'd say, I actually said, I said to this girl I work with, I said, what year were you born in? <laughs> and she went, 2003. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So there was a little trend going around on TikTok a couple of years ago. Um, and it was, oh, can I can I see some ID? And the guy barely got it. I was wondering, oh, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. They're like, well, I haven't even got it out yet. It's like, no, but I can see I see a date of birth starts with a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like shit. That's true. That's a fair point. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, fuck, we're old. Because <laughs> we weren't even in the ten years prior to that. Yeah, all right. We are old though, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, this is this is. Um, I'm a 36-year-old man with a baseball cap on backwards. <laughs> Retro. Retro. <laughs> yeah, I'm channeling my Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk skateboarding. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. It's the, mm, it's the game that launched him, in my view. Tony Hawk's Underground was probably the best skateboarding game I've ever played. I like the first one mainly for the soundtrack. Oh, number three soundtrack. Number two soundtrack with, with Power Man 5000 when worlds collide. Oh, you ready to go? Yeah, well, that's going to go on there. I'm going to put that on our playlist. <laughs> Is, I can't remember. I'm, gonna put, I'm, putting, I'm, I'm putting that on our playlist and I am going to put, um, while I'm thinking of it, I'm going to put Rasputin on the playlist as well. <laughs> what did I put for up? We might even end this episode with Rasputin, I think. Yeah, yeah, why not? <coughs> um, do you know where my my R pick comes from? Do it, what? On the playlist. Your R pick. Oh, oh we've got to go back and look at it again. Probably a good idea if I do. Your R pick. Where's he gone? There it is. Uh, no, I know of it, but I, I assume it's from a movie or a television program. It is from a television program. It was the theme song. Oh, the theme tune. Was it the theme song to um, Chawton and the Wheelies? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was the theme song to um, an early to late noughties um, program about... Is it Midsummer Murders? That's the one. No. <laughs> Is it Lovejoy? <laughs> Some mothers do have them. <laughs> um, no, it was a theme tune to Smallville. Ah, old Superman. Um, yeah, Superman. Um, I've given away what my R pick was, which is then given obviously given away your your R pick. So we'll give everyone that one. Well, no one's fucking guessing it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dicks. Who's put that on there? The second to last one. Third to last one. Because <laughs> I've just seen when Worlds Collide go on there. 
Is it called Is it called World's Smallest Violin? Yeah, I heard it. I, there's a song on it. It's it's one I discovered the other day. Um, by this band, it's called World's Smallest Violin. It's quite a good song. Uh, and the um, the lyrics are very apt because we sometimes with some rants that people send in to us, we do tend to play the World's Smallest Violin. <laughs> Fair enough. Hmm, my wife's listening to Smack My Bitch Up. No, she's listening to the Devil May Cry soundtrack. Oh. Okay. Bear words there. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why she sneezed earlier. <laughs> I find game soundtracks are very sneezing juice. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> what were we talking about? Why have we got onto this? Who are you? What number did you dial? What year is this? Oh eight hundred save me. <laughs> Ten sixty six. Um no. Um. Uh, shall I catch shall I move on to my heart? Have we even finished your rant? I can't remember. Retro. Yeah, I'm retro. done. I'm done. I don't even remember <laughs> what we were talking about. I must be done. So my last <laughs> one, um, which could cause a debate, it probably will. A lot of people will hate me for it. Uh my last R choice is rugby. Ruggers. Yeah, not the town. Uh <laughs> near, near I want to say it's in Warwickshire, the town. Not the town. Uh but the the sport, the pastime, the leisure activity, watching of, playing of, being a fan of. Uh I did play it at school. I did some quite serious damage to my neck within twenty minutes of playing said sport. <laughs> um yeah, so seriously fractured my neck it was not not blue <laughs> yeah uh which kind of put me off <laughs> in a weird understandable way. yeah and i've never i've never been you know i'm a fan of most sports but i've never been a fan of rugby i've never supported a team never followed i've never really followed the england team or national teams i i will be patriotic and i'll go i remember at university being told off by uh the arsenal fan because we went to watch, that was a year where England was in the World Cup final. What's say 2007? Three. Oh, uh, yeah, no, 2000. We were we lost to South Africa in the 2007 final. Yes, so we went to watch the final in 2007 at at, at some godforsaken bar. Um, but the only England shirt I had was an England football shirt, so I just put that on to be patriotic. I said, "Wrong fucking sport, mate. Wrong fucking sport." I thought, <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> I was there for the beer. Are we not one nation? <laughs> Um, so yeah I've never I never really like rugby I don't follow it I'm not bothered by the Six Nations I'm just I don't like playing it either I I just sit there and go that's categorically wrong there's much more than six Uh, (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I will watch it if it's on but I only really will watch England. Couldn't give a flying shit about Scotland, Wales, Ireland, France, or Italy. Talking of Six Nations, um, I I've had many a many a friend in the past try and get me into rugby. Um, don't like watching it. Don't like playing it. No. As I say, I one of my most vivid memories is um, my eldest daughter staying with me. 
uh, on the day of the 2011 Rugby World Cup final, which had New Zealand, and it was in New Zealand. <clears throat> and she and she was up at nine o'clock, so we were downstairs watching TV at like six a.m. half past five, six o'clock. Um, and I stuck it on, and I was like, "Oh, <clears throat> game's about to start." Uh, it's it's the All Blacks, so they're going to do the hacker. That'll be interesting. I always like it. I love I love a good hacker. Um. <clears throat> And my daughter, this was this was uh, shortly after we got rewindable TV. Um, retro. My, retro. <laughs> no longer retro. <laughs> um, and my daughter made me watch The Hacker about um, 15 times. She kept saying, I want to watch the men do the dance. And I kept sort of saying to her, it's called The Hacker. And it's, it's, it's quite important to their culture. <laughs> Ceremonial, isn't it? It's Ceremonial, ceremony. and it's this war, kind of war sort of thing, and then sort of try, try to explain it in a way that a two-year-old would stop calling it the funny dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not successful. <laughs> she she did call it the funny dance um, for the other 11 or 12 times that we watched it, but she loved it. And actually, I was like, you know, you know what? Like, yeah, go and watch it. I think there yeah. are other nations that do it though in rugby, isn't there? Well, all, all of the Pacific, Pacific Islands. Islands. Yeah, like Samoa, Tonga. Tonga, yeah. Yeah. Fiji, the Fiji. Fiji, Fiji will do a variation of it. Yeah, they all have different variations, and yeah, um, yeah. Well, I, I'm probably being very ignorant about the different nations that that do the hacker, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the All Blacks are the famous ones, aren't they? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and I, as I say, I love I love a good hacker. I love watching it. it I find it fascinating um, when they when you see like the military guys doing it. Because I went on a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole of just watching various different types of people do the hacker, mm-hmm. and it was always culturally appropriate. I will emphasise it wasn't wasn't like some some dude in Bermondsey in his <laughs> in his driveway doing a hacker on his own. It was it was all the proper ceremonies and different things like that. So it was very appropriate watching them. Um, but fascinating, fascinating stuff. But yeah, no, I'm, actually, I'm just I'm just looking at uh, the other uh, the other people that do the do the hacker. It turns out the New Zealand ice hockey team do the uh, yeah uh, do the hacker. The Ice Blacks, as they're called. Okay. Um, I think the the All Whites football team. Do they do it? Uh, I don't know. I know that the hockey team do the the field hockey. That is the black sticks. <laughs> um, that is that. Yeah, that's more interesting than the game. I'll tell you another rugby related story of mine. Is that um, are two rugby related stories? I remember going at university, walking around the Freshers' Fair, mm-hmm. and people approached me. You look like a rugby player. I said, sort of looked, said, you fucking what, mate? Think I play rugby? I said I would rather eat a turd. <laughs> oh, you know, do you want to start? I was like, no, <laughs> I really don't. I really, really. Don't. And I walked across the tent and joined the pub crawl society. But never mind. <laughs> the other one was I, I, I quite like uh, rugby shirts. Mm. Not team, just rugby shirts in general. Um, but I decided I'll, I'll. I saw a team play or you know, advertised on sale, you know, for 
80% off where probably like one that's three years old. I thought, I'm going to buy that because it looks quite nice. I it like was, it. Uh, yeah, <coughs> it was green. My favourite colour is green. So, you know, I bought it. But it was a London Irish shirt. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, I wore it. I can't remember where I was. I think I was somewhere bizarre. I was in the middle of Centre Parks. And a member of staff at Centre Parks sort of stopped me and started talking to me at London Irish. I said, I don't follow the team. I just like the shirt. I was trying to explain that to him. He thought, oh, yeah, very good, very good. They all right, though, against Harlequins. But I, thought, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. What's a Harlequin? Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about Harley Quinn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's badass. <laughs> Brilliantly me, played by Margot Robbie. You're telling me 15 men chased Harley Quinn round a field. Understandable. Well, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I could not grasp that I had only bought the shirt because I liked the shirt rather than the team. Yeah, I, it's, I'm I'm a little bit guilty of that, but I've never actually gone as far as buying the shirt. I I've seen I've seen some shirts in the past, and it's like, oh, I really like that. Mm. And quite luckily, a lot of them are happen to be like Liverpool away or third kits or the goalkeeper kits. So I really like green or purple or orange or we had a kit a couple of years ago that was like it was a white shirt but had like blue and black streaks and smudges on it and stuff and they had a turquoise one which was really nice as well have you seen the new liverpool away kit for this coming season bear with caller it it is a throwback to i think a kit you had in 96 maybe not the yellow cheesecloth one no. Oh. <laughs> oh yes, that is a hideous shirt. Oh right, fair enough. <laughs> that just brings back bad memories for me of possibly one of the most boring FA Cup finals I've ever witnessed in yes, '96. <laughs> um, Eric Cantona. Legend. Thug. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because there were no Liverpool players that did that. Neil Ruddock. Um, <laughs> don't be, don't be talking to me about Razor. <laughs> Say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> oh no, this might actually make me reconsider who I support. They've teamed up with Blippi. Oh dear. We, oh, don't no. about, we don't speak about Blippi in this house. No. Okay, right. I think that's enough about rugby. You can send any rugby-related hate my way on Twitter. By all means, do. Um, we Don't have... Yeah, no. He won't read it. Okay. You can send it to him on Rantomeister's Instagram page instead. Still probably won't read it. Yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> that's true as well. Right, we have one uh, one feedback for R, because I was a bit tardy to the party to write out for these. It comes from our favourite Mancunian, Mr. Matt Butler, who says, Rolos, retro, Rolos, snide chocolate and shitty toffee. Rolos are a dull whimper in a confectionery world roaring with imagination. Give me a lint salted caramel bar any day. These rotten relics need sent to the bin of mediocrity. Their redeeming quality, I take them over the Rolos original, enough said. Issue I have there, my friend. What's wrong with the Werther's original? I was going to say, I was kind of on board right up until that last sentence. Werther's originals 
raised me. Yeah, my, my dad was obsessed with Burns originals. So much so, you would find them stored in weird places. I remember going in the loft in my mum and dad's house. There was a bag of Burns originals sort of in, in there, open. I, um, yeah, so my, I don't know, I don't know if you ever had this. I don't know if it was just my family, but um, my nan and granddad on my dad's side. I never met my granddad. He died, I think, when my dad was like a teenager. Um, and so growing up, I had, I had my nan um, and she always had a friend. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and to this day, I can't figure out if it was ever romantic or just purely platonic. Right. Either way. Um, either way, it, it's I to this day don't know that man's actual name. Everyone, his family, um, his friends, everyone just called him the old man. Um, I think we also named him Peter Penny. Okay. Um, but he was my sort he was my dealer of Werther's originals for many a year. (laughs) (laughs) I was sort of wondering where this was going, I'm not gonna lie. Um it's like he would they would my nan would come and get us from school. And my nan never drove. I think she rode a motorbike when she was a teenager. But that was it. Um, and so the old man would drive her over, pick us up from school. And it was it got to us. I got to an age where it was just me being picked up from school. I was the youngest of three. And yeah, he would pick us up and I'd get in the car, stick my bag in the footwell and I would just sit behind. I'd always got in the driver's side, always sat in behind the driver's seat. And just a bag would come up, would appear around the seat. Werther's Originals. Every single, like, twice a week they picked me up. And twice a week I'd, I'd have a little Werther's Original. Um, and I remember, I think I was seven. I was at school on my seventh birthday. And if you were at school on your birthday, you got the amount of penny sweets or, or just sweets from the jar of how old you were. Um, so I got seven sweets that day. I was very, very excited. And... This to me was like my chance to give back to the old man, and I got a Werther's original, and I gave him a Werther's original that day. Oh man! Oh, so they hold a nice place <laughs> in your heart then? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off, Tres. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I mean, I would, I would choose a Werther's original over a over a Rolo, but I, don't, I quite like I, Rolos. I quite like Rolos as well. <laughs> You can get salted caramel Rolos now. I don't know if he's discovered these. Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit. I'm a bit over salted caramel everything. The thing is, I think I had some in salted caramel. And it was cr- it was crunchy. It was like full on sea salt. I was like, oh no 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 no. Yeah, that happens in the salted caramel Twix. Yeah, I tried one of those for the first time the other week. I was like, oh. And have you ever had the the white Twix? Yeah. Do you think it tastes a bit coconutty? No. No, just me then. Just you, you're nut. <laughs> you're nutty and your nut juice. You've got nuts yeah. on a brain, you have. Okay, well, that's answered that, Butler. We wholeheartedly disagree with you on that, I think. Sorry. When you brought Werther's Originals into it, I mean, come on now. You allowed me to tell that lovely story. Yeah. Well done, Butler. Now, shush. 
Now pipe down with your Rolo nonsense. Yeah. He's, he's on in a couple of weeks, you know that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased I live many miles away. <laughs> yeah. Many, many miles away. Don't shit yeah. on the convent. <laughs> we'll have to make sure we blank out a good sort of solid six hours to try and talk to him, though, I think so. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to have some stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, on that note, well, we've mentioned we mentioned the Ranthology playlist uh, for this week. We have added uh, Rasputin. We have added Powerman 5000 as well. Um, where Worlds Collide, because that was, I think, obviously, the, was that a Raw versus SmackDown game as well? I'm sure that was. Ooh, yeah, I think so. Daniel, no. Scottish Daniel, no. Danny, if you're listening, I bet you that's in a, a an old WWE video game. Although James is Googling it now. No, no, um, I'm not. I'm I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for something to add. Oh, what are you going to add? What else are you going to add then? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Oh, no. Right, I'm going to have to play this up while he does that so I can see and announce it to the world. I've got to find it. Add to playlist. Anthology. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> right. Well, you, you did speak about this, didn't you? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to take it off because it's your choice. You have chosen it. And I had the next one in anyway, with the world's smallest violin song. James has just put the Millennium Prayer by Cliff Richard on uh, our playlist. And, and, another well, and another one as well. Right, okay, then we, could, we have to be equal here. <laughs> God damn it. No, never mind. Um, okay, so you've added more songs anyway, including Millennium Bloody Prayer. Don't put that on me, that's on him. So we shall draw R to an end. Um if, wherever you're listening to this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a nice review. It doesn't have to be five star, just what you think of it, how you feel five about stars. us. Five stars. I mean, five stars would be nice. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll pay you in favours, giggity. Um, or just add some words of wisdom, words of support for the pod. We would really appreciate it. Um, James got a bit power hungry last week by doing the outro because my uh, dog started barking during it. So I'm going to make him do it again. Off you go. Okay, um, so you can follow the Twitter account, which is run by Ben Me. at Ransomeisters on Twitter. You can follow the Instagram account run by myself at, at Ransomeisters on Instagram. You can follow Ben on Twitter at Witticisms of Ben. And you can follow me at YodaHugh88. Um, yeah, as Ben has already said, like, review, share with your friends. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Have a guess at who you think on the A to Z on Ranthology playlist available mm-hmm. on Spotify. Uh, and if anyone gets five right, you get to pick a song to go on it. Yep. And at the moment, we've given everyone a point. <laughs> and um, given everyone so two that, points, really. That, well, that, <laughs> yeah. But that means Sam Rogers is now leading on three. So, yep. Yep. So you only got two more, two more to get, Sam. Come on. Get Come on. It's, it's not that difficult. Just to throw some guesses at us. It's either yes or no. You got fifty-fifty. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, and that's it. That's R. So, are we moving on for next week to I'm a snake? <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> oh dear. Right, that was R. So, say bye bye, beans. Bye.
Bye bye beans. We'll see you for S S S S S S S S. Bye. Bye.